Hey everybody, welcome to the special edition of the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. Barry and I are going to break down the Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Oaks undercards and of course the big races themselves. And by the undercards we mean the stakes because this podcast is long, longer than I was hoping, but sorry. Uh, Anyways, uh, hopefully you guys will... Pick up some information, and we can steer you right more than we steer you wrong, and uh, have a big weekend. So thanks for checking us out, Going in Circles, Big Monday Show. will be taped Monday night and be available late Monday night and uh, Tuesday. So if you want to hear us talk about how right or wrong we were, check us out. Thanks. See you guys in about a minute and 30 seconds. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees, your mare will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the freshman stallion of the year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made it three for three, winning the $400,000 springboard mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out. Hello, Sniper. Hey, what's up, man? Has your hair been attended to? Absolutely. Refresh to death, as they say. That's what the kids say these days. That's what they say? No, they really don't, but... That's what we want them to say. In 94, they said that. 94. 94. 94. Who won the the Kentucky Derby in 94? (sighs) It wasn't Gopher Gin, right? That was 92, 91? No, no. Um, for Jen. It was? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was. It was, uh, really? Yeah. Top of my dome like that, bro. Yeah, bang, you banged it out. See? We should have had a prize. I'm a historian. You are historic. <laughs> was that I what? A, uh, what I got a, was it Louis Couture's just didn't show up until the Preakness. Yep. It's kind of like Holy Bull. Holy Bull didn't run in the Derby at all. Then he ran him in in, in the, the, <laughs> the Preakness. No, he ran him in the Met Mile. Mile, and he blew the he, doors off yeah. everybody. <laughs> he crushed them. Like, literally blew the doors off everybody. Like, literally. Nobody wanted to run against him after that. He was, he was good, man. He was, he was good, but in the Derby, he didn't show up, and, you know, 
there was always that Jimmy Crow had that uh, it put it out there. He thought someone got to the horse. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> which uh, I mean, nowadays would like just like turn social media like on its on its head. That would be an explosive. Oh my god, uh, Twitter wouldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, not that nonsense that those weirdos put on uh, Twitter today. <laughs> Save our sport. <laughs> How about uh, jump off a duck cliff? <laughs> Being with Bick has got me feisty. Uh, uh, Bick, he has that effect. Yeah, a little feisty. Little feisty. Um, anyways. Um, <laughs> Let's let's go through these races. Okay. And let's go through these races in a manner that doesn't take all night. Oof. That's rough. All right. Let's start with the Oaks Day. Um, it's gonna be wet. I mean, I don't know exactly how wet. No. But... Oh yeah, come on, man. You you you're, you're the man on the street. The the weather forecasters in Kentucky aren't that good they're, they're good not, at like telling you Florida, if you live you at 13 johnson street a tornado is about to hit you in 45 seconds take cover or you will die see i i guess i've been in florida for too long because i think our weather people are like the worst ever because every day it's 40 to 50 percent chance of rain and well, in, in miami they, they hire the, the hot the hot chicks to do the weather <laughs> nobody pays attention to the weather uh, Pat Reynolds was like, hey, what's with the weather girls in Miami? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, they're all like 12s out of 10, but I don't think they know shit about the weather. I was like, well. well that's the no point. One, no one else in Miami seems to know anything about the weather. So, Anyways, we'll kick it off with the Modesty, which, of course, was formerly held at the, the track known as Arlington Park, but it's now known at, uh, as a Churchill race. Uh, and like, Just rename it. That hurts my feelings. like a stab when I see it. Oh, we're gonna have more of them. I know that's horrible. Oh. Who you got? Who you got? Yeah. You know, Bleecker Street obviously is five for five. Has gotten better every start. Gets Pratt. Uh, the main contender looks like, on paper at least, Fluffy Socks, who's um, the trainer's second horse in that race, who came off a little bit of a layoff and just missed last time you know kind of uh, i mean that was a good effort off a of layoff draws the rail and i'm thinking that if if any place is not the place to be um <laughs> if it's gonna rain a lot and the way this track this new turf course has been uh there's there's no crown anymore so everything is slanted to the inside which is how you have to do it i mean you can't slant it to the outside right but um you know, perhaps the inside's not as great, and they had rails up today, so uh, it's possible that they leave the rails up. Um, I, I'm, I'm matter of fact, it's probably likely that they. Leave yeah, the I was going to say probably, that's so, probably likely than not. I mean, I, did you take anything from today's turf races? Yes. Um, or this week's turf races to to kind of see what what kind of uh, style seems to be, or none. Maybe it's just you know. My biggest takeaway, and and it seems like the jockeys have picked up on it, is you, you probably need to be within two lengths of the lead at the top of the stretch in order to win. 
uh, you don't see too many horses just passing, um, you know, coming into the stretch. But I, I, I'm not really, you know, I didn't dive deep enough to figure out if it was just kind of the races that been carted on the turf. Right. Or is it actually, you know, kind of like how the track is playing, so to speak. Right. But I mean, even, you know, the winners today, they you had to be close up at the top of the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything. And that actually is, is a detriment to fluffy socks. Their, their horse is like a dead closer. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't even think Bleecker street wants to be around that vicinity or hasn't been, I mean, he, uh, she's been closing with a rush yeah. like, every time. And, you know, and, and, and my knock against Bleecker street here is why this spot? of all the places to be. I mean, I get it. It's, it's a, a $250,000 stake, but it seems like that horse is ready for the big time. I, I think, I think that this is a prep for um, something else for one of those big races at Belmont on that turf festival kind of deal. That makes sense. So. And that also makes sense why I don't want her here. My problem here was I really couldn't come up with, um, uh, an alternative that I, I was really thrilled with. Hendy yeah. Woods. Hendy Woods. That's Andy Woods? my guy. Or a girl. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think she, she her running style fits. She has enough class, you know, second in a grade two uh, at Churchill, no less. And, and, and actually improved since then. So I think the last at Fairgrounds was a prep for this. It looks like this was the spot getting, you know, one thing I did find that was a little bit odd is Tyler Gaffleone has been riding this horse pretty regular basis in last year. And he goes to the three, uh, being Cone's horse, the Monastella, who I, I was there that day that horse ran at, um, at, uh, at Tampa. Tampa. But I think yeah. that scratch to be honest with you i think it's that horse scratch one of the early scratches was monastella so we're not going to see her yeah so well there you go um, um so you know i'm going against bleaker street although you know logic tells you that horse is is giant contender here right um not much in here to beat no but, it's a, but, it's a it's a really kind of a you know draw race i mean there's okay uh, they're not bad fillies but it's not like Right, it's not a matchup or anything. Yeah, like that. right. Year. Just a bunch of horses coming together for a two hundred fifty thousand dollars purse. Yep. Uh, the sixth race on the card. Um. Yeah, not much to say here either. <laughs> the La Tryon, which is a Grade One. Uh, on the sixteenth, uh, does not have a Grade One field this year. Has a couple of horses, uh, fillies that that are you know probably Grade One uh, type uh, in Pauline's Pearl and she dares the devil, but um, I mean I I just don't see a whole lot of pace pressure for she dares the devil in, in this race and I, and that that's to me the the really the big factor in and in, and in, in maybe you know. Uh, favoring her a little bit over Pauline's Pearl and that. Pauline's Pearl is just going to get um, paced out, which happens to her a lot. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, I mean, I, I never guess right on She Dares the Devil. I always try to beat her when she's short price. And she always wins when she's a short price. Uh, not always, but I mean, last time she got beaten. She really didn't have much of an excuse last year. And I almost was like, you know, I think the Phillies coming out of the um, Breeders' Cup distaff, maybe, you know, not as sharp as, as they were because of the, the way the race was run. And then, uh, you know, everybody comes out of it and runs good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, especially if it's a, a sloppy track and Churchill Downs tends these days tends to have a, a little bit of a speed bias when it gets sloppy. So, yeah. Yeah, no surprises here. I mean, the race starts and ends with She Dares the Devil. If Pauline's Pearl uh, wants to get involved a little bit earlier, it probably wouldn't be a bad thing, but I just don't think she can. She no, can it's, it's funny because Asmussen's got two in there, and I looked at the, the filly on the rail. I was like, maybe he's going to use it as a rabbit. Then I was like, well, she's not mm, fast. She's slow. So, she's not bad. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Asmussen, he he continued his streak in Kentucky, which is an odd streak. He's not won a race in Kentucky since late November, uh, including an offer at Turfway and an offer at Keeneland, which clearly are two tracks that he doesn't focus on. But he doesn't focus on that many other tracks, the the smaller tracks that he does great at. So um, it is a little weird. But I was looking up um, figures for Saturday, and I noticed. Asmussen's made 600 starts the last 90 days. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's won 18% of them. So it's not like he's not winning other places. He's he's, he's still winning everywhere else. But when you, you look at that number, and it, it just is like 600 races for me was five years. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's what he's done since February. Well, that's um, the Santana curse that, that's got him, got a hold of him at Churchill. Or in Kentucky, anyway, didn't have a hold of him in Oakland, or no, and uh, that's that's what I mean. It's 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 so strange that that's happening just in Kentucky because it's not like he's starting a bunch of slouches all the time. You no, know, right? It's, his horse it, is very good. Like, well, you know, his horses he left the turfway. I know they're not good, but like, who at turfway is great? <laughs> you know, like it's not like Aiden O'Brien sent fifty over. Well, I you think, think he'd win a couple by mistake. I think his numbers on synthetic are really bad. Anyway. They are. That's another thing, which is it's bizarre. Not but... that they're not that they're bad, because I mean, people have. Uh, I mean, most trainers have um, areas where they're best at, mm -hmm. and a lot of times they get they get good at that, and and then everyone sends them those type of horses, but. Asmussen's are so bad on a synthetic. <laughs> you know, it's like he's like five percent or some like ridiculous number. It's just crazy, crazy. But uh Yeah, his turf numbers aren't that great either. No, but anyways, he'll probably win. He'll probably sweep the card the next two days. <laughs> Gotta bust out of the slump. I'll tell you what though, if he wins with Max Player going a mile and a sixteenth. Man, he's doing something. At a track other than Belmont or Saratoga. The Elisheba, it was funny. I was talking to Brendan Walsh at OBS and um, asked about Weyburn. He said he was going to go in the Elisheba. <laughs> and I said to him, 
you know what? That might be a that might not be a real tough spot. You know, there's been there's so many races going on, and you know, the for older horses and some of the horses haven't got back in Dubai. Blah blah blah. And, and like, this is maybe the toughest LSU they've had yet. I mean, this is a tough race. The sharpest horse in the world, arguably, uh, <laughs> Olympiad shows yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just wasn't expecting that. I thought Olympiad would be in New York. I, I wasn't expecting either of Max Player or Happy Saver. That that really surprised me that both of those horses were in and that they both are really much like better at, at more, more distance. I mean, this isn't... Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, like I said, Happy Saver, uh, even Folsom, um, who, who's you know, really good at this distance. And, and uh, I mean, his trainers lights out at Churchill Downs. Um, you know, like you said, Olympiad, um, uh, Weyburn and, and Max player. And, and I know you're, you're, you're favoring the horse doing the stretching out here in this race, the Ali Sheba. Yes. I, I, I do like Weyburn here. Um, I mean, his race in the Sir Shackleton was was superb. Um, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He didn't overextend himself. And I think it was just a, a key prep to go into this race. I think, you know, probably I, I wouldn't want Weyburn over a mile and a 16th. Um, I, I think this is, this is a good stretch out for him. Especially with the scenario, the, the pace scenario might be okay. Um, well, if, I, th- I think if I think Saver decides to run. <clears throat> I think Olympiad's going to be on the lead. Yeah, he should. I, mean, I just I just don't see any other speed that, that's going to challenge him. So, well, somebody's you know, gonna... Way- Wayburn will probably be. I, I, I would I would assume Wayburn would be laying second. Yeah, I was going to say I I shouldn't assume that you know somebody wants to run with Olympiad. I hope they do. I don't um, think anyone can. I think it might not even be a matter of, uh, of can they because Olympiad, um, Olympiad's pretty quick. Yeah, I most mean, of, most of these horses in this race are, are really um, horses that want to go further. E- even that uh, a soy tapa tapa tap tapio whatever his name is, um, really is better going uh, further than this. But it's just a bizarre spot even for that horse like i don't know this is a weird race that came together (laughs) yeah i mean you know obviously like if you run this race 10 times it seems like olympiad wins nine of them (laughs) and and the the which kind of is weird um the way the morning line is you would figure that horse would be lower. I, I don't. I, I, don't I, I, I can't. I can't make Max Player being second choice in this field. I, I don't. I, th- I see him as fourth, fourth choice. Right. But um, the eighth race is the Edgewood, which, on paper, to me, is the most evenly matched race, stake race of of the whole, both cards. And of course, Chad Brown's horses will get um, bet, and they'll be the favorites. But none of them are really like 
yeah, they're not they're not better than well most of these other horses. They're all you know they're all good horses. They all every single one of them could win, but none of them are like really dominant type horses. And uh, I actually like a horse in this race. Uh-oh. Uh oh, I like the nine New Year's Eve. I like the blinkers on. I like the, the switch to Sayas. Uh, the horse is actually kind of sneaky fast. And, you know, she doesn't have much early speed at all. I mean, that, that is the truth. But uh, I'm thinking maybe on, a, on an off track, speed's not as good as it, it normally is. And um, I, I just I think that she's worth a play at a decent price. And I, I think that... Um, you know, uh, Walsh's other horse, uh, My Philly Twist, the two, or Twirl, the two horse, is going to keep uh, the pace honest. So, uh, I mean, she's basically been up front. She has never, she doesn't run real fast, but she's always right up on the lead. So, I'm imagining that those tactics won't change. Yeah, that that seems more likely, especially with you know some of the horses coming out of that race, uh, the Sanibel Island at Gulfstream on, on Florida Derby day where I thought my Philly twirl got extremely lucky to win that race. Um, but I'm going to take the horse that's coming out of that race also is uh beach nut trophy probably should have won the Sanibel Island. Um, but for not a questionable ride, by uh, Jose Ortiz, which doesn't happen often, but he he was inside, outside, inside, back outside, and just missed by a head, and had all like, you know, all the horse in the world. So I'm going to go with that one. Nice ten to one morning line, probably get close to that. I, I think I think she'll be more than that. I'm down with that because you know they're gonna just lay it in on on both Chad Brown horses and and I saw Wait, there's three Chad Brown horses. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dojizo. You know I, I I really don't know what to make of that horse because in the Florida Oaks, I wasn't that impressed with that field, um, that she beat that day. But she came out of that and ran a decent second to a monster in Spinderella. Um, but you know it just doesn't. I, I can't grab into a horse like Dolce Zell at, at a short price. Right. No, I hear you. I agree with you, sir. Sorry, Larry. Um, yeah. The Eight Bells. Uh, that's the ninth race. It's grade two, seven eighths of a mile on the main course, which which will have some moisture on it by this time of the day. Um. The, the 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 highlight horse of the race is probably uh Matty Rea, uh Brad Cox's Philly who just dominated the Beaumont last time and it's kind of been a different horse since uh the year turned to 2022 or raced the fairgrounds and allowance race she just crushed him and then she came back and just did the same in the Beaumont uh I like a horse in here that's a little bit off the radar. Really off the radar. See, I, I, you know, the horse I like is probably doing the thing that uh, she wants to do, and that's the ten sweet Danny girl. Got my, that. That horse is off the radar. No, she's on the radar. That's who I like. 
Yeah, you got it. I like her. It's funny. This this is like the Jose Ortiz bashing uh, (laughs) section, but I did not like the way he rode her in the last race. And he rushed her. And like all of her races, she sat and settled and, 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 you know, and then, you know, at the quarter pole, she comes running. And for whatever reason, he's stretching out. He got in a real hurry with her. And she kind of did the dirty work. I mean, there was, it was like a three-way speed duel and uh, it set it up nicely for Kathleen. Oh, but uh, this Philly really got the worst of it. And, uh, you know, just got a little bit tired late and she hadn't run since November, you know, since the end of November, uh, coming back at a one turn mile, which is always a, a tough thing. But I I really didn't like the way he he rode her that race, and I'm I'm sure he'll have figured out that uh, that that tactic is is not you know not in her best interests. And yeah, I I just think I I I was kind of open, uh, you know, for a little bit higher price than six to one. I I I think she's going to be a higher price than six to one. I think gerrymander is going to take money. I think Matare is going to be blinking light uh i think that uh marissa's lady will take money i mean she's undefeated sprinting and um she actually did beat those phillies um back in november in the fern creek at uh at churchill down so he might drift uh, up so i i'm thinking that you know i I don't really want six to one on her i want i want ten to one so we'll see we'll see yeah i think she might drift up i mean pretty birdie's gonna take a lot of action too, um, all that speed. Then you got even. You could make a case for Wicked Halo, might take some action too. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice nice little race to be honest. It, it, it's a yeah, it, it's a good race. I I think Jerry Mandel will get money. I really do. And deservedly so. I mean, she's a. She's a good horse, and I mean, good filly, and uh, you know, she she kind of got trounced by Echo Zulu last year, but back then everyone was getting trounced by Echo Zulu. I was Zulu, gonna so. say, yeah, everybody took that. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a good race, though. You know, the mud is, of course, uh, an X factor, but I mean, what are we gonna do? It's, it's gonna be muddy, and it's all there is to it. All right, the uh, Twin Spires Turf Sprint. Your favorite. And you love in the preview. My little preview to Kentucky Oaks. I talked about well. First thing I talked about was no golden pal to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> so all these guys don't have to worry about getting their their, uh, their brains beaten by him. Uh, Wesley Ward does have a horse in this race, Arrest Me Red, who is a pretty good horse, but is never going to be mistaken for Golden Pal. Uh, <laughs> that being said. I made a pretty good wager. <laughs> uh, believe me, I can recall like almost all my my turf sprint victories because there's not that many of them. But Diamond Oops won the same race like three years ago. Yes. Um, twenty twenty. Yep, and from right up the rail. Everyone's the same. Fufu was the rider. Uh, Bian Cohen was the trainer. And I, I really, I think 
you know, last race, the horse just got lost, got way too far behind, which is really unlike, I mean, the, the diamond usually doesn't get that far behind. No. Um, but if he can, uh, stay, you know, within, within reason, I think that, uh, he's got a decent shot in here at a, at a pretty good price. Well, my, uh, genius tactics here <laughs> that never works out. I, I kind of, I'm leaning towards, uh, just might. That's who I bet last race. The only thing I don't like about just might, and, um, I, I thought, 18-1 was nuts last time. I just thought it was crazy. Even though Just Might hasn't had a greatest record at Keeneland, um, I, I just couldn't pass up the 18-1. The only thing that scares me about him is he, he might be tailing off. And that and early, when they got down to the fairgrounds, he was in such good form, and he just you know rattled off those three huge races, and he got big numbers on the, on the thoroughgraphs, too. For, for turf horses, big numbers, like ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his last two have kind of, you know, he got beat by by Pyron in that, that race on the 19th, the Colonel Power. And really, he had no reason to get, he, he had no excuse that day. He, he should have won that race. Um, And then his last race, like I said, I bet him. So I watched him the whole race. And like everyone else, he was chasing Golden Powell. Yeah, but. I- but he gave up though. He 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 didn't Spit finish up throwing it off. Yeah, he, yeah. he kind of spit the bit. And that that really makes me that, that really concerns me because um his best races are on Lasix and he doesn't get Lasix here. So that that's kind of that that kind of scares me. Yeah, I can see that. That's definitely, you know, the gamble here, but I just think this horse just needed to get away from Golden Pal. Yeah. I I think he's faster than Arrest Me Red. And if he gets out there, I don't see too much beyond those two as far as speed. Right, right. Um, so either one of them would be dangerous. I mean, Caravel, who who's a decent horse, just isn't this caliber. Right. The X factor is like Bran coming from California, but all of his races are down the hill, so it's hard to really get a gauge on right, how, how fast gonna... he is. Yeah. Yeah, that and and of course, um, you know how he handles a soft turf course. The horse came from France, um, but if you notice, the wins he has in France are are, are when the course uh, is listed as good, which is still, of course, probably softer than what we would list as good. But um, you know, you usually would send a horse from France to Southern California because they they don't appreciate the soft turf because that's what you get over there. But um, you you know, like even. Uh, Cowan. I mean, every once in a while, he shows up. Um, I've heard some people touting the Learjet, and, and and I made a really, really, really good score in the Learjet last year at uh, Kentucky Downs. And I just think this is too short for him. I mean, even that race at Kentucky Downs, he was only going to win that race if it was six and a half furlongs. At five and a half furlongs, he, nope. he's he's probably fourth in that race. And I, I just don't know that f- that five and a half is is not is is long enough for him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was thinking he's 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 a great Belmont play when whenever he yeah, gets absolutely that's where he, he's going to score. Yep, I agree that, you know the wide sweeping turns, everything that just fits his his style to a T. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the five and a halfs are just too short for too me. Too short. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, all right, that brings us to the Oaks. By this time, my feet are going to hurt so bad, and my back will be killing me. And uh, I, I might not even like be conscious for the race. <laughs> but uh, the Oaks is a really, really good horse race. I mean, you rarely see as many talented fillies with credentialed and talented fillies as you do in a race like this. Um, any, any, most years, almost any year, Secret Oath, uh, Echo Zulu, Nest, uh, Kathleen O would be the headliner. <laughs> and this year there's, there's four of them. And even the, the secondary horses are, are, are good, are, you know, there's no happy jacks in here. No, none. And well, there's one basically, uh, you Jerry candy raid candy raid candy raid is doesn't my my comment on candy raid was does not belong and that was it three words um powerful but even you know you, you look at uh and and I know I just you know have been on a a rage against people <laughs> looking at workouts and and stuff but um the filly from Dubai that Pletcher got has been outworking his other filly in this race. See, I, I, I like Shahama. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know what you do with those horses. Like to me, I, I have a hard time like betting real money on horses that they're just, you don't know. They've had no success, but um, I mean, it's just such a tough feel too. And that's the thing is in a normal year, if Shahama had to beat one of those other horses, you would say, you know what? Maybe she's got, maybe she can sit the trip and, 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 you know, maybe the other Philly maybe won't have her best day, but you got to beat four of them. And and that, that's where this race makes it um, tough. And, and I, I was on the secret oath bandwagon early in the year, but I don't know if you recall, but I remember saying the only thing about secret oath is she's running so fast like so spectacularly fast for a three-year-old filly in January and February that it's going to be hard for her to maintain that. And, you know, you like to see horses at least staying on the same level or improving. And my question about her is, did she peak too early? And, and, and I know we all saw the Arkansas Derby and that, that was just a, I, I watched it over again yesterday. <laughs> and there was a little bit of a circumstantial thing, but he did, you know, early in the race, she kind of got squeezed back, but he got her in position and then just let her, let her go. <laughs> he, he just let her get like, yeah. like she, he totally lost that position and got, got shuffled back to last when he should have been pushing her in, in there, up in there and, and, you know, maintaining that and not getting so far behind. But he wound up getting so far behind and, and and going eight wide anyways. You can't do both. If you're gonna be behind, you gotta you gotta, you know, make up ground and, and save a little ground. But if you're gonna give up that position and, and drop back from where she was to where she was, it's it's gonna be really hard for me personally. If she's sitting on the board at 
five to one, let's say. Yeah. It's gonna be really hard for me to pass up, up even even with everything that you've prefaced. Um because she she really ran a gutsy race in the, in the Arkansas Derby despite, you know, the jockey error and everything that happened. It's hard to to kind of go away from that in a race where, you know, normally like under normal circumstances, she probably would be favored and there's still a possibility that that could happen just you know depending on the wagering people know you know people know wayne lucas they you know you always got to factor that in on these big days with all the the non-regular horse players playing um sometimes they'll latch on to a, a trainer or a name that they they keep hearing and you get these weird situations where horses that um, their odds get a little weird. You know, some some of them go up, some of them go down to like to the point where you can't bet them, or it's not a a a value in betting a horse. Like if Secret Oath goes to three to one, I don't want any part of her. But at six to one, you got to make a decision because at six to one, it's like, man, she's she's awfully good. She's four for seven lifetime. Ran against the boys last time. Oh no! Listen, my point, I guess, is that if she runs her A race, she can. She definitely... wins, right? Yeah, right. Her A race is way good enough to win the race. My question is: the... Is she going to get back to that A race? Yeah. And you know, even you look at her workout pattern. She runs on the second. Wayne brings her back on the fifteenth. So uh, thirteen days later, he works her five ace fifty nine. And he gives her 10 days between works. He works at, at Churchill, three quarters and six and 13. And then nothing since. So, you know. Yeah. That, you know, that's, it's, that, that's, to me, that I, I don't know. It. I just thought it was a little interesting that that he, he you know, let, let her go. You know, he brought her back as quick as he did. Then, then he gave her 10 days in between and. I don't know. It just uh, I'm both at Churchill too, so there was shipping in between. Right. It's just a guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, nostalgic to me is is just a little bit. I, I think that by the time we get to Saratoga, nostalgic is going to be just as good as any of these horses, these fillies. I just don't know that she's really ready to beat them now. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good assessment. Um. You know, if you look at it on paper, Nest, Goddess of Fire, and Kathleen O really look similar on paper. Yeah. They almost look exactly the same. And, you know, and I, and I think Goddess of Fire actually <laughs> might be a little bit of a sleeper here because I think she might like going longer than she's been going. No, I, I was kind of feeling the other way because I, I don't like her, the damn side of that pedigree. Yeah, it's it, a little weak. It's really sprinty. I mean, it, it's uh, like the dams, uh, like, like lightning and thunder's average winning distance is six and a half for long. Right? Uh, I thought it was seven. six and a half, which yeah. is, you know, Below. And not that that's the end all and be all, but she does give up ground at the end of races and. Uh, she like she has been getting outworked by the, the Dubai Philly too. 
Um, but you know, this is this field is so strong in, in a normal year, a filly like her that had been second in, in, in stakes the last three times out at three different tracks would probably be getting some, you know, wise guy talk and no one saying anything about Goddess of Fire. And she really was humbled by Kathleen O last time. I mean, I bet her last time against <laughs> Kathleen O thinking she could get the jump on her, which she did. She did. <laughs> I was correct about that. However, <laughs> as soon as Castellano said go, she went. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I mean, I, obviously, I'm a huge Kathleen O fan here. That's that's who I want to win. But you know, I'm trying to connect some dots. I I, I like Shahama. Um, you know, just because a new face in a new place, kind of deal, and even. Hidden connection, you know, might end up falling into a decent trip at big odds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hidden connection, um, you know, she kind of stumbled bad in the Breeders' Cup and never really got into it. And then uh, she really had no excuse for her, her comeback race at the fairgrounds and Rachel Alexander. She, she got, you know, reasonable fractions and just didn't have anything. But then she ran really well against Echo Zulu last time, though, you know, the, the number didn't come back strong, except on Ragazin's. Ragazin's got it strong. Ragazin's got it, like, un, unusually strong. How they got that horse, that filly got an eight in that race, and Echo Zulu got 11, I, I, I have no idea. I can't, I cannot figure that one out at all. But, um, you know, she's certainly not impossible. Nest has done nothing wrong. Um, I know you look at Nest's past performances and you're like, how did this horse ever lose? Yeah. She got beat by the Philly we talked about before, right. Jerry Manager. <laughs> so, um, but she's gotten better and better and Definitely. better. And I mean, like I talked about before, though, did she peak in the Ashland? I mean, it's hard to imagine she could be any better than that. I mean, she was she she won by eight. And she looked like she could have won by fifteen. I mean, she literally looked like a winner every single step of that race. Yeah, there there's no no anxious moments. Right. <laughs> uh, the one question is is that she has consistently gotten races that had slow paces, which has allowed her to stay close. And if they go forty six and change or forty seven to the half in this race, which is significantly faster than than the pace set has been set in, in virtually all her races. You know, is she a filly that, that, that can be, that can come from behind the, the seven, eight, nine lengths off the pace is, is, you know, is that something that might, you know, give you pause? Absolutely. Because she doesn't, you know, you can see a horse like Malathat that kind of does that, you know, kind of almost like I, I call it the, the jaws maneuver where they kind of stalk the whole time, even when they're farther back and they just kind of, you know, all of a sudden right at the wire, they're, they're in front. Right. Right. I don't think nest has that kind of ability. And that's, that's where the question marks are for me, especially, you know, I, I don't think she's going to be favored. I think the morning line was a little off. On yeah. I was, I was really surprised. I thought she'd be third choice. Yeah, that, that makes more sense to me. But, you know, it just seems like this whole scenario, the, the pace scenario, everything is, is just setting up for Kathleen O. And I, yeah. I, that, yeah. that's really nice to see her win. 
<laughs> Yuri, Yuri girl is going to keep Echo Zulu honest. I mean, Echo Zulu is going to the front. That, that's that's going to happen. I mean, she busts out of the gate. Um, but, um, you know, that the, the one thing, I, I know the whole world is down in Echo Zulu. But why? If it's sloppy. And why? Because she ran a, a slower number first time back. Yeah, well, she, clearly she. But you know what the interesting thing is, Barry? 25 years ago, Echo Zulu would be six to five morning line in this race. Right. <laughs> because nobody would pay attention to the numbers and this and that. She would be six to five. Um, but that's not the case anymore. The thing I think you should watch, though, is, is how is the track playing? And is it super speed favoring? Is it is it giving the horses on the lead? Um, you know, are, are they gaining an advantage by being there? Because she's a really good horse. And I don't know that she can get a mile and an ace, but the mile and an ace is a lot easier to get when you're on the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's, you know, to me, you really got to see how the track's playing. If it's fair... She might be up against it because she's not going to be able to get out there and and cruise too far. I don't. I think Yuri Girl will keep her occupied. Um, not saying she'll go head and head, but there's a big difference when when you you got a a, a length and a half, two length lead, and when you got a, a length of uh, a less than a length lead when the horse is lapped on, which might happen, and maybe it won't. Maybe Akuzu will just clear out, but I I don't I don't know. You gotta think turn it loose has to go too, right? I don't know what they're gonna do from there. I mean, if they go, they're they're just doomed. What else? Which they, which they kind of may be anyways. Turner loose just isn't this. This was just not a you know. I I understand, and I wrote this in in the the you know the going in circles newsletter is. I understand why people want to run in races like this. You go to a place like Churchill today, and it's electric. And this was stupid Thursday. I'm not saying that word. And <laughs> it's Thursday and there's like 50,000 people there. And and it's just, um, I know that Churchill Downs has done a lot of things that racing people do not like, in, including myself. But you cannot argue with the event status that Derby Weekend has become. And people want to be there and they want to participate in it. So I get why they're in there. But if I drew post 14 with that Philly, I would scratch. <laughs> and I would say, black guy, Susan, uh, here, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> and she, you know, I mean, and not to mention the fact that she really hasn't been fast enough to compete with these kind of horses. And and that's why I say, you know, maybe their only shot, especially from the 14, is to. to well, oh, she chased Echo Zulu last time and backed up. In a yeah. race that everybody killed. <laughs> so I, I, I would, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's hard for me to, to see her really being much pace pressure, but, but who knows? Um, cocktail moments is a Philly I'll probably use on the bottom of, of some exotics just because uh, she really should be able to get this, this distance. The mile and eight should not be a problem. And she's kind of a clunker kind of type that picks up the pieces all the time. And you never know. What if Echo Zulu and Yuri go and, and Turner Loose go fast and um, uh, Wayne's horse doesn't 
handle the you know the it does regress and and ness does what you said and all of a sudden you know cocktail moments clunks up for third at 74 to one or 64 <laughs> to one i mean to me she's just a, a horse that, that that might hit the board and and you know that's that's what i'm looking for because the first you know the, the top four fillies are going to be on like everyone's tickets you know yeah absolutely <laughs> no one's going to miss any of those so so that's uh that's just one horse i, I was i was kind of thinking the same thing with uh desert dawn Desert Dawn is kind of an interesting horse in that she really was never fast ever <laughs> until her last race, which, and her last race was fast enough to put her right in the mix. In the mix. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, where does that come from? <laughs> like, it wasn't like there was any big change of tactics. It wasn't a change of track. It, I mean, it was the same horse running against the same horses, except this time she was good. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's no reason she couldn't pair up that number. No, and and that's the thing. And run is, is good, like, not win. I don't think she can win. The question for uh, me is like, like where did that race come from? I don't know. It, it just it just kind of you know, where where did that race come from? I I, I don't know. And uh, and Phil D'Amato, who is my my guy, but uh, Phil has not done well at Churchill. I think he's five percent lifetime with like eighty six starts. So Phil has not been Phil the thrill at the at the Churchill. Ooh, you're a rapper. <laughs> a plain brown rapper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the uh, I promised Craig that this wouldn't be a, a long encore. Right. So um let's move on to Churchill Downs on uh, first Saturday in May. Uh the first stake is the Distaff Mile. Uh, and again, the course will probably be <clears throat> softer than normal. But if the rain clears out of there tomorrow night, um, it, it should be, you know, it should be reasonable. Um, what what, uh, or, what were your, your thoughts on that, that group? It's, it's a tough group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have a horse in, you know, the Chad Brown horse coming from France as the as the morning line favorite. How I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't really dove too deep into looking at what uh, what she's been facing over there. I, I know, you know, some of the names that I see on the page, like Mother Earth, who's a uh, damn good Space Blues, who who's good. Um. But she also lost to both of those horses. She has the you know the thoroughbred will give you European numbers. Of yes, they're they're more estimated than than American numbers. But she has really really good numbers. Um, and usually, my dad used to say, he said, "In the thoroughbred, you always got to subtract like two points from the European numbers. They're always two points too slow." Well, two points subtracted from these this filly oh, was superior. Huh? She's really fast. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of speed in here, and the 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 the, um, the conditions of the course should not hurt her, no, uh, as well. So, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of speed in here. In Italian, Lady Spice Beer, she doesn't uh, 
break like she did at the Jenny Wiley, but um Monastella. Monastella shows up there too. Right. So there's there's some opportunities here. I, I, I think you, you might be able to get a price. I, I'm I'm not really too bullish on uh on the, the outside post for the French horse first time US. Um not saying she can't win. I just don't she, want... she does get a French jockey too. So. Yeah, that that's they, all... they'll they'll converse. I just don't like that at a short price. And she's yeah. gonna be very, very short. I, I'm still I'm still kinda on the the Wakanaka train. Wakanaka. I like that horse. I, I think she got a little bad luck. Um, you know, in the honey fox. She could have got out a little bit sooner. And again, this goes to the 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 Jose Ortiz, you know, and 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 I think he's you know, obviously a world class rider. Um, but I guess, you know, his, his mistakes on the big stage end up being a lot bigger or seem a lot bigger. Uh, but she was kind of up against it in the honey Fox, uh, with an Italian who, who was never, ever pressured that whole race. Like there was no pressure on that horse, the entire race and closed on her pretty good you know kind of made up some ground from an outside post i think she gets a better post here today or on on saturday i'm gonna give her a shot and maybe even the one she can't sing kind of caught my eye a little bit too at a price well i mean listen that's the name of the game is is not just cashing tickets you know so correct Correct them and do. Uh, what about um, oh, the next race is the uh, the new race. Oh, the Knicks go who wasn't any good at one turn miles. <laughs> no, it's so funny they named the race after his kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think he, he was probably the worst at. Yeah. Well, the Man of War is a turf race. Man of War didn't run in a turf. They didn't have turf racing, and, and True Man of War ran. Um, and don't get me going on the names of stars. Of, of uh, I'm gonna bring up that horse. You know what I'm talking. Oh about. man, um, <laughs> like, what do you make of this race? It's it, it's uh, it's it's kind of. <laughs> It's kind of a a race where you got horses coming from all kinds of different races, like no one's ever run against each other. And then, and, and then there's the the horse that's been racing at Delta, and uh, then Major Fed, who who's you know who's, who's kind of a Churchill horse, and um, your guy's horse uh, Necker Island, and uh, endorsed who's who's you know kind of been chasing down at Gulfstream and, and was just terrible last time at Keeneland in the mud, but I mean, like, it's just, I, I mean, this is the type of race that, I mean, it looks like on their best day, seven or eight of, or six, excuse me, uh, six or seven of them really have a decent shot. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just not much pace in here. That's how I saw it anyway. Um, I think a horse like dream shake, could get like the trip of a lifetime and get first run on everybody. 
Yeah. You know, uh, South Bend is just like dead closer. I mean, right. that horse hasn't won since last April. No, no, South Bend won at uh, Churchill. Yeah, won at Churchill. No, yeah. That was at, at, at a mile, which is probably why, you know. Yeah, they're is... giving it a shot here, but I, I can't, I can't like that horse, especially at eight to one. A horse should be 20 to one here. Um, yeah, I, I hear you. Grace is, is like, you know, what do you do with that one? I mean, that horse has speed, but is it this delta speed? You're right, right. Next um, one is kind of a closer at six to one. Endorsed hasn't been good in forever. Um, so it's it's kind of to me it's 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 dream shakes race to you know win or lose. If if dream shake runs anywhere close to to that Pat Day Mile last year, definitely wins. Yeah, that, that race kind of killed them like for the rest of the year. It did knock them off, it, like gutted them. It it just shows you how good Jackie's Warrior is uh, because right. Jackie's Warrior came back and got beat out of that race, but he got beat after he stumbled real bad. But then he went on like a you know, we blitzed blitzed everybody there for a while. Um, but I like. Of, I think that that's really my thing. You know, Dream Shake obviously needed that break and and came back very very nicely. You know, there's a sleeper in there, and uh, <gasps> no sleepers. Injunction. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's kind of the horse is is the wild card because. He got really good, you know. One one of allowance race at Churchill uh, after breaking his maiden, going a mile on an off track, gets a hundred days off, comes back at Gulfstream, winds up against the uh, whom the, the horse who might be the best horse in America, mm. top two, and then got yeah. beat by endorsed by a lot, yeah. all, which kind of gives me a lot of pause. Here. No, he just got beat a neck as last race. He was third by a neck. And no, uh, I'm talking about the uh, the Gulfstream race, the 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 Grade Two. Um, endorsed finished way ahead of this horse. Yeah. Um, which was kind of surprising. I I know it was first off the bench, in a while, and and the horse clearly needed it. But I don't know if this horse is that caliber, and that's that's my only you know reservation because if if. If I think this horse has the goods, certainly has the running style because there's not much pace here. No, I just like him as a lightly raced horse that hasn't mm -hmm. got to his, maybe hasn't shown his best. Maybe he's ready to show his best, whereas a lot of these other ones have run big races in the, in the past. And failed. But, but then kind of tailed off and, and are, are, are really erratic. So, Yeah, I mean, these, these, aren't, these aren't world beaters in this race. So no. Uh, that has, has definitely a good shot. Talented horses who are flawed enough to lose most of their races. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Pat Day Mile, um, <laughs> which kicks off the $3 pick three, the Pat Day Mile American Turf Derby. $3 pick three. Which is kind of an interesting <laughs> sequence of horses, of races. A turf, uh, a dirt mile, a two-turn turf race, and the Kentucky Derby. Um. This is a pretty good race. Uh, a lot of horses that, that were, you know, chasing the the Derby dream um, that uh, most of them, you know, 
for whatever reason, you know, to be honest, most of them probably just aren't good enough to be derby horses. But uh, this is kind of an interesting field of of, of horses, and uh, there's there's you know obviously the headliner is the return of Jack Christopher <laughs> on the five horse, who of of course will be a strong favorite. But uh, and and he did nothing wrong. Let's let's you know say that he hasn't right there. He got hurt. he was he was super and got hurt and it wasn't really a major injury and he should be fine. There should there should be no uh, downside with an injury like that. It just it shouldn't it should be fine. But uh, this is a this is a tough tough race to come back in. Um, a one turn mile in a twelve horse field against a, a pretty decent group of horses. The only thing that that would lead me to believe that um, he's going to be tough in here is that there isn't a whole lot of speed other than uh, um, Shishkavad and <laughs> <laughs> and um, that that is is <laughs> well, remember last year we we saw that wild pace Jackie's Warrior and. Uh, Oh man, dream shake. Yeah, and on just went like forty-three and three to the half. I don't think we're going to be seeing any forty-three <laughs> and threes this year. But, but um, you know, if you're going to beat Jack Christopher, where do you go here? Mm, this is tough. I mean, this is a really tough race. I mean, I it's. <laughs> If Jack Christopher even comes back near what he did in the champagne, um, they're going to have a, their hands full. But going back to that champagne, you got a horse that, you know, in, in command performance that has, in my mind, disappointed. Um, yeah, he has. You know, he came back in that uh, maiden race after running in the champagne at tampa and just didn't run a step then they put him in the bluegrass didn't run a step well he ran he ran okay i guess at, at tampa he just didn't win should have won but didn't. Well, i mean yeah he he didn't really run good he, really, oh, he, he was he, he regressed from his two-year-old form i mean he beats fenwick as a two-year-old like a drum and he got beat by him so so it, at least from where I'm sitting, kind of comes into question. Like maybe those horses were grade one then, but might not be grade one now. Not saying that that that's Jack Christopher. Obviously, this horse is talented, but it gives me a reason to bet against him. <laughs> right, right. I think that's that's really all I was looking for. Um, you know, Papa Cap is kind of interesting, even though I'm not too enthused about him i think the cutback to a mile will suit him a lot better um especially the way he ran in the, in the florida derby where he kind of rushed up made a nice kind of middle move and flattened out and he he, he runs kind of like a, a seven furlong mile type and i think this that, that might benefit him even if the track comes up wet it might be okay for him and then the outside horse, the very outside, oh, Captain, I, I'm not really too keen on closers, but he 
probably would stand, uh, a, a, you know, to take advantage of a, a cutback. Is yeah. The one-turn mile should fit him better than... And also, wet track will, probably would suit him pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, so there's some options here. I, I, I'm not really sold on Jack Christopher, although, you know, obviously he wins. Everybody at the track's going to have him. Right. Um, but yeah, those are the only two that kind of stuck out to me. Major General has some speed, but I don't, I don't think he can hang with, uh, Jack Christopher. Yeah. Well, I hear you. The only other horse uh, I was kind of looking at a little bit was my prankster. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, if Jack Christopher runs back to his two-year-old form, he's just better than these horses and the, the mild, you know, it's a tough race. Like I said, it's it's not an easy distance to come back at because it's, especially at Churchill, it, it's run like an elongated sprint. But uh, we'll see. And again, we got to see how the track's playing, you know. So, uh, you, you know, we, we've seen derby days where the track doesn't anything like it's been the day before, the day before, the day before. So, um, we have another grade one race at uh, in the eighth. They got a they got to downgrade this one eventually, right? I don't know. This is a really good race this year. This one is, yeah. But last year it was just Gamine and nobody else. Yeah, it was well. Bell's the one, and uh, yeah. who's the horse of Greg Foley's that that kind of put a scare into Gamine until Gamine just shrugged her off? I forget um, the name of the horse. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, this is a good race. This is a really really good race. Uh I, my question about this race is, um, is there enough speed to set it up for Bell's the one, or um, you know, is is Lady Rocket gonna just run to the lead and and try to wire them? Um, I don't know, I but mean, Kamari is is definitely doing the rain dance. Yeah, I mean, Kamari likes the mud. Uh, obligatory has has been in in in, in good form. Um, you know, she she left, she closed the year last year with a big race. She returned with a big race. Um, it's 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 just really even Edgeway Ed, Edgeway has been um, really really sharp again. Wrong. You know, and, and in California, you know, the races are a little bit they're always short, but. Uh, she she never she never really runs a bad race. Uh, even four graces is, is, what do you is do okay. With one lady rocket. What do you do with that one? God, I guess they, they got to send right from the rail. I, I hope so. I mean, you know, this is a this is a race that I I don't want to like the horse that I'm probably going to end up playing. Um, but I think if she gets the right setup. She's going to be really good here, and she just got to get the right ride, and it's four graces. Yeah. And she's been knocking at the door. I, I know her, her speed figures don't look all that great or spectacular, jumping off the page, anything like that, but she's been right there, and just a better ride would have got her into the winner's circle, at least in the in, inside information. And she just got beat by just one time who's in here um you know i don't know 15 to 1 it seems awfully long 
but I think you might get close to that. I'm pretty sure she's probably going to be double digits. Right. right. All right. Let's move on to the American turf. Uh, this was a race that, that to me was similar to the Philly version, the Edgewood, in that everybody kind of looks the same. <laughs> I, and I mean, when you look at the thoroughbreds for the race, uh, this is what they run 9 10, 9 9. Uh, Red Run ran a 14 on the, uh, the synthetic, but before that, 8 8, uh, 9 9, 8. 11 9 10 9 11 10 11 8 9 9 10 8 <laughs> you know they'll run this they'll run the <laughs> same numbers Everybody's so I, I guess like you know your our motto is the or motto that that um you know when, when you have an evenly matched race you, you got to try to look for outsiders you know the horses that that get um you know that don't get that the respect, be, even though they're as fast as some of the other ones. Yeah, and and that leads me to the you know I'm going to throw one downfield. I I like Red Run here. Yeah, well, I, I mean Red Run's last race obviously is just a toss. Yep. Um, but uh, the races, you know, the Houston race was good. Uh, somebody else came out of that race the other day and won, I think. Um, but. And it's funny because I, I talk smack about Steve Asmussen's record on the turf, but I do like his horse here. I, I like his chances, and he might be flying a little bit under the radar. Hopefully, Jose Ortiz and Steve Asmussen don't listen to this because. Uh, oh man, they just kind of blasted him, throwing things at me next time I could go to the track. Yeah, I, I got to just you know that to me it's kind of a wait and see race, and yeah, this one I, you know I don't I, have any. I, I have no real strong feelings about it. Right, anything. I was gonna say I don't have really much of an opinion, other than the fact that I think this is a spread race. It's, yeah. You know, in multis, you know, pick threes, pick fours. It starts at pick four, I believe, uh, that goes through the twelfth through the Derby. Um, right, right. So th- this is this is a good race to start it off because if you can zero in on a horse that at at a decent price. You know, and maybe go too deep here if if you can, and you make it out of this leg, you can you can do some things. You know, even if it's a you know five six to one shot that wins this race, and you're you know you don't go you don't spread too deep, you can do some things here and 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 get a nice score. I mean, I I don't think this is going to chalk out this pick four. No, I I don't think so either. Um. The Churchill Downs handicap. I love this. This my is the, the, the I was gonna say, but this is my favorite race of the weekend. You got Aloha West versus Jackie's Warrior versus Reinvestment Risk versus Prevalence versus Mind Control versus First Time Pletcher Cezanne. I mean, this is a really good field. Uh, with the exception of Sir Alfred James, uh, Norm Cash, you were a much better first baseman than you were a, a guy picking out <laughs> races because this is not a good spot for your horse. You should scratch, Normie. Um, but, I mean, this is a it's talk about an undercard race. This is like race of the month kind of material. I mean, I, I, I enjoy any time I, I get to see Jackie's Warrior run. Because she's so he's he he she 
He is just super fast. You know, that he is. Um, you know, whether he wins or loses, is, I, I really don't care. I, I like seeing a horse just like that, just run fast. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I, I think he's going to be on the lead here. I don't see I anybody so. that's, that's <laughs> fast not, enough to, to, to keep him or to press him even too much. But I mean, you're not going to let him get too far away, but, uh, but I mean, I, this, is, this is a good race, man. But you this see is, the gaudy numbers, you know, speed figures for reinvestment risk. And I don't know. I just, I just don't, I, I can't grab in into anything that horse does. I mean, yeah, he's won. And he, he finished a nice second behind uh, Speaker's Corner on uh, Wood Memorial Day. but Yeah, he kind of re-rallied in that race. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if he's 7-2, to two, I guess that's fair. It's a fair price. Even prevalence. I mean, I like prevalence since day one. Um, and he kind of, you know, in this race last year, just didn't show up in the Pat Day Mile, I should say. Um, he was just non-existent. Then comes back. He seems a little bit too cheap, if that makes any sense. I know. I just don't think he's, you know, the, the race he won at, uh, at Keeneland in the Commonwealth, I thought was kind of a, a trip, trip out more than he was better than them. Right. And that's why I'm kind of against him on, uh, on Saturday, even Aloha West, I, I can't feel confident in that horse coming back. It, it just doesn't seem like the right spot. It's a tough spot, that's for sure. Yeah. But there's there's not a lot of spots for horses like that. No, exactly. It's like, where is he going to go? I, I guess this is as good a place as any. Even if he loses, he's still going to get a lot out of it. Yeah, and seven ace is probably safe. Uh, a better distance for him yeah. than than six. But that that's a it's a really good race. I mean, even if you don't bet a dime on it, it it's a it's a great race to watch and just uh, the seed a, a bunch of quality fast horses. Um, this year's uh, well, it's not the Woodford now. The what's the old Forester? Old Forester Bourbon Forester. Yeah. Which the uh, Bourbon's on us? Uh, this is not uh, uh, one of the top. Additions uh, of this race, I guess, would be the way to say it. It's a competitive race. It's it's a a race that's uh, you know has you know it's a quality race, but um, it doesn't have a lead. Uh, what's that horse's name? The one like that? What are the horses that dead heated in the race last year? Oh, uh, domestic. What? Domestic spending and then Pletcher's horse, uh, yeah. Colonel Liam. Oh, Liam, yeah, yeah. Th those those two were, you know, just look like they're better than this horse. A uh, Santin who who always gets massively overbet, never wins. He stretches out here. Uh, well, I guess he doesn't stretch out. He's coming back at a mile and eighth, but he was a little better. He gets a little better every time. Um. That's my guy in this race. It's a coming, yeah. it's a coming out party for Santon. You know, Ed Hamo ran well last time, first time in this country. Um, 
Memory charge every once in a while picks it up. Cheryl's spite. Uh, the horse with the worst morning line of the year, the 50 to 1. The 51 morning line that wins at 9 to 1. Uh, I mean, Cheryl Spites won three in a row. That's the Sid Fernando horse. Yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tribe Hooven. Tribe Van. He certainly is, is, you know, on, on his best as a, as a contender in this, you know, this level. Um, uh, and Ivor, I mean, Ivor is stellar every time. Yeah, yeah I bet so Ivor in the course uh, runs these kind of figures and doesn't win much. I, I bet him in the Breeders' Cup, and we got a moral victory. I shouldn't say doesn't win much because the horse wins, but yeah, but he's doesn't win much. I, I hear you, but uh, I, I don't think he's won since 2020, so yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> um. But he's but, a good horse, and and I mean, you know, he's always in grade ones, and and comes finishing every time. Um, smoking Joe Talmo. I don't know. I mean, that that horse has every right to win as as anybody in this race. Yeah. Um, it's another really good race, and and I'm 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 not taking chalk here either. You know, if you feel like this is a spread race, I don't know how you could feel very confident and. You know, let's say Ivar as the favorite. Yeah, right. Or Adamo, right? Anybody. I know it's it's uh, it's a good race, good betting race. And again, we'll have seen how the turf is was playing out before that by by that time. So that leads us to the uh, the big one. The big one. The big one. The Kentucky Derby. Do you want to just? rattle through the whole field yeah that's cool whatever you want to do i mean right, we got we got mo donegal on the rail our, our friends you know happy jack and hold on. Hold, hold on we'll start with happy jack happy jack uh no chance okay go it's on if you road listen if you don't if you're not named jack or you don't like drink jack excessively <laughs> every day <laughs> Don't waste your money. I don't care what these other people are saying. Oh, you can be fourth in the yeah, you can be fourth if there's fifteen scratches at the gate. Um anyways. Mo Donegal. Shoot. I am tossing that one out. I'm not falling into the same trap I did last year. Known agenda two agenda and this horse looks exactly the same. <laughs> it's so funny. They've they they have the same weird like Closing style and not falling into that. No, I'm not. All right, Happy Jack's the two. He can kiss my ass. Epicenter, <laughs> number three. That's my guy. I'm 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 bullish on on Epicenter's chances because you know if for whatever reason Classic Causeway decides not to break better than the world, Epicenter can be right on the lead. Or right off the pace. I, I, I love that Louisiana Derby because he, he showed a new dimension. It showed me that he, he's kind of figured things out a little bit. Um, and he listens to Joel, which everybody should. But, yeah, I, I really like Epicenter here. He's going to be really, really tough. Okay. Fact, he's run a lot of races. He, he's answered the call 
damn near every time. I mean, his, he should really be coming in here with a five race winning streak because he got nailed more or less on. I, you know, I think we talked about this before. It was kind of jockey error. He sent right. him so hard that they went right. so he fast. Hard. It just didn't make any sense why he did that. Um, and then got nailed late. Yeah. Um, but then the two subsequent races after that, he was just. He was very, very good. Just a man. He was a man. That's what yeah. I want. I like Epicenter a lot. Not there, There's there's just not much to, to knock on. Yeah. I mean. He, uh, summer is tomorrow. Speed, you know, speed, and more. He, he might be the rabbit, but the entryless rabbit. He doesn't have. I don't even know who he's the rabbit for. But they seem like they're dead set on, um, on going. So, whatever. Uh, smile happy. He's so he's so interesting because he's going to be a big price, probably not deservedly. I mean, if you look at his record or you look at his past performances and you look at Zandon's they're pretty similar they, they the are only difference similar. is when he lost versus they're, they're very similar and uh, honestly I think Corey Lannery moved a little to the last race because um, the pace wasn't wasn't fast and I think Corey got a little anxious and he he moved early um and didn't have the finish and and i think mcpeak told me and he's been saying this that he's gonna he wants his horse to peak on the first saturday in may not the first saturday in april and because i asked him i said come on man, why are you running this horse twice this this horse you know this horse could have used another prep and he really is is said this is the race he's pointing to and I know people are a little questioned about Run Happy's ability to sire horses to get him out a quarter, and and that's fair. But you never saw what Run Happy could have been. No, you saw Run Happy being essentially self-trained, and horses they don't, you know. Well, it always seemed to me like they never got to the bottom of. of well, they don't know what they're doing, and that, that's just the way. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mince words. They didn't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, literally, didn't know what the hell they're doing. The horse survived that. Um, but there's no question in my mind he could have won at a mile and a sixteenth, and had he been able to get a relatively easy lead, a mile and an eighth would have been within his distance capabilities i don't know about a mile and a quarter it, it's hard to say you, you we don't know about any of these horses going a mile right. and a quarter no no but um well i mean effectively they only run it once anyway <laughs> pretty much right unless but, they're going to turf and you know that's a little to different. me he, he's he's a super live horse and i know i know there's been a couple knocks on his training i know he had the one workout that, that seemed like he got screwed up but um you know like you said anything close to 20 to 1 when he and the favorite have a very, very, you know, on paper seem to be very close to each other, uh, the price I mean, is, is really right. It's just mind-boggling just to see that he ran in February and then April and then this. That's the only thing that, that gives me cause for concern. I know. Um, you know, I, I would have definitely liked to see one more race in there 
Put it this way: at twenty to one, I'm, 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 I'm more okay with it than if he was like six to one. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That's true. That's true. Uh, um, Messier, who who we both have. Uh... Yeah, he's. I don't want any part of Messier, and if he wins, he wins. But won't be with my money on him. I just think that February sixth, Robert B. Lewis stakes was just an aberration. Worst prep field ever not only that but the 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 track that day was super speed biased yeah it was i think everybody was it was fluky that 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 race i i think everybody that won that day won on the lead on the dirt i mean listen you you take that race okay and and i know he ran fast but it was almost like a time trial because the horses in robert lewis were terrible i gotta do it again five horses in the race messier Two horses from that race have never worked since. A third horse worked one time, and the fourth horse was the horse who was second, who went to uh, where did he go? He went to uh, a turfway, I think, and got got blown out of the water. And then I think he might have went like Bay Meadows or somewhere else, and got you know wasn't close. So <laughs> then he gets humbled. He got humbled by Caba. Well, in, not in only the, that, the race before, uh, you know, when uh, slowed on Andy beat him. Oh yeah, he he had every he should have won that race. Yeah, so I mean, two out of his last three races, he got beat. Um, and I, I just don't see Messier. I, I just don't, and I, and I think, and, and if he beat, if he wins, you know what? Congratulations. Right, hats uh, off to you, bro. Yep, but not, not gonna with, have it. <laughs> not not with not with my money. Uh, I'm I'm tossing him. Yeah, I'm, I'm tossing all the California horses. Oh, all right, number seven, Crown Pride. I like this horse, not enough to to put that horse in the win spot, but I think this horse can hit the board. I think he's a really good horse, but I hate him in this race because I don't like what they how they've trained him, and I and the reason I don't like how they trained him is because he went from Japan to Dubai, from Dubai to Kentucky. And he's to me, they underestimate the the stress of the next two days. That that big crowd, all those helicopters and planes flying over, all the people on the backside, it takes something out of the horses that run on this day. And I I just think he's gonna be so tight, like so tightly wound from all these works. Um, that he might be overtrained a little bit, and until the horses from places like Dubai show me something in, in these any of these races, I just can't take them. I just can't. I, I'm just gonna fade him. And I think he's a really good horse, but I just don't like the preparation in this manner coming from that race. And you know, and the Japanese are still, they're they're learning. Right, you, you you do things. Remember, Bold Arrangement came over from oh, yeah. England, but they brought him over and and put him in the bluegrass in a prep, and he ran good in that race. And then he he ran really good in the Derby. But you know, they brought him over here and and, and gave him a, a spin, um, over the you know American surfaces. And I don't know. I I I actually have the the polar opposite view of what you do. I I liked his unconventional training style that they they got him you know running hard all the time 
pretty much. I mean, the horse is just out there winging it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, at least you know the horse is probably going to be fit. <laughs> I think Some of these. Be, that's the thing is, I think he's going to be overfit. It, it, that's possible, you know. But you know, at, at at the price he's going to be, and I hope he's, you know, obviously higher than the twenty to one. If he's bet down under twenty one, I'm probably not going to go near him. Um, but you know, the one race that he had that he didn't really run all that great. Uh, I don't even know how the hyacinth, mm -hmm. I guess the hyacinth stakes. The the comment is is kind of weird. It said had no excuse, but you watch the race, the horse breaks dead last, like kind of checks, breaks dead last, and they're like, no excuse. You know, if and he didn't run all that bad. I, I can say, I guess my point of all this and liking this horse is this is probably the best UAE derby contender that we've seen. Well, other than the one, and that, there's not that's not saying very much. Other than the one that did the bunny hop. Oh, uh, Thundersnow, Thundersnow, yeah. being a really good horse, just he ended up being ready. really good. He wasn't ready for uh, you know, the other thing I don't like about this. I don't like Christian Lemaire. Why? I think he's a great rider, but he has no clue how to ride Churchill Downs. None. That's fair. Zero. Yeah. And it's it's you know it matters. It's, well, it's, that, that's it's, why I think you know it. If he can keep him clear, he can hit the board. I don't, I don't see him running like second. I'm thinking more third or fourth as his ceiling. Like I don't, I don't think he he can get into the. It's, it'd be a great story if he wins, and I will be happy to cheer him up. But I am not betting him at all. You are um, not on the Japanese train. No, not no, no, sir. It's so funny though. People are like, if he wins, the American breeders. Are... I'm like, listen, hello. The American breeders are interested in one thing, okay? One thing, making money, and <laughs> it's not going to change, okay? Maybe you don't like it, but it's the way it's going to be. And I'm sorry, but that's what it's going to be about. They're not changing the American way of doing things because a Japanese horse wins the Kentucky Derby. Everybody wants to win the Kentucky Derby, but believe me, a lot of people don't operate in the manner that they should in order to win the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. You know, yeah. like it's not, it's, it's sometimes I, I get this feeling that people just don't get it, you know, like people are breeding horses. To, there, there's very few people that are breeding horses to quote unquote change the breed. <laughs> They're breeding horses to make money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a Japanese horse won uh, the Derby. So hell, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm gonna start breeding to. Uh, uh, What's his sire? I don't know. Reach the crown. Yeah, who, whoever, uh, American that Calumet horse that won the uh, the Melbourne Cup at two miles. It's not gonna happen. Like, just stop, stop. The breed is what it is. It's not changing, and it is what it is. Because of money, and you can't unmonetize things. It's just the way it is. It sucks. Yeah, you're right. I don't like it either. But the fact of the matter is, that's what it is. A horse winning a single race is not going to change anything. Just like the Japanese horse that won the the two Japanese fillies that won the two races in the Breeders' Cup, it's not going to change anything. No, it, it, it might change. They're, they're going to take more shots. 
<laughs> they right. finally might have said, "Hey, Europeans kick our ass on the turf all the time. We should, we got to get in on that party." <laughs> I mean, because the turf, the distaff was a little fluky because you know they went forty-four two to the half. <laughs> but um, you know, loves only you was the best horse. Uh, yeah, but like, just it's it's nice that they're coming over here. And it's great if they, if they can get the, work it out where they can actually bet into our pools. That'll be awesome. But um, it's not going to change anything. So just, just you know. Can it? Just can it. Uh, what about charge it? Asking a whole lot of that horse. Um, who just has a maiden win under his belt. I I just don't see it. Maybe later in the year. I, I think later in the year, this horse is going to be a, a force. But right if if, if he survives, I was going to say if he can keep it together after this race. You know, I, you know, personally, if I was in control of things, I wouldn't have charge it run. No, I wouldn't. Either. I'd wait. I, and again, it's like I said about the I understand why the owners want to be in these races. Yeah. And he's a talented horse. And they're probably saying to themselves, well, what are we going to do if later in the year he wins all the races and we'll be kicking ourselves? The fact of the matter is, he changed leads. He lugged in. Um, and, and, and can you make a case he was the best horse in the Florida Derby? Absolutely. 100%. In my mm-hmm. mind, he's the best horse in the Florida Derby. But in that five week period since to think that he's just not going to be green now now that we're running in a 20 horse race (laughs) yeah that's that's a tough task man um is is he really fit enough that's the other really fit enough he had two mile races early in the winter he had one mile on an eighth race which he was tiring right so, like you said, if this was a mile and an eighth race, oh. I would love him. If this was like a mile and an eighth race and you took the top eight horses or nine horses, I would love him. In 20 horse field, I, I just don't know. Starting in the middle, too. That's the other thing. <laughs> I, I just I just don't know. I don't know where he's going to sit. I don't know what kind of trip he's going to get. I mean, his first two races, he was right up on fast paces. And the last race, he he kind of raided, but he raided because he hit the gate coming out. <laughs> and he was kind of forced to rate. So if he breaks real sharp, what does size do? What does he do? I mean, does, does, especially with the speed inside of him. I, I don't know. To me, well, it's, it's, he, he's like you said, Barry, he, he's a horse that's super talented, but I just haven't seen enough from him to make me say he's going to overcome everything he needs to overcome in a 20 horse mile and a quarter field uh this week i don't i just well i don't. tell you what if this horse wins he's definitely special oh yeah well, he's, absolutely you know absolutely um i i don't like him i i would i would personally just point him towards the travers and in the breeders cup well people say well justify justify manhandled the three groups, the three races that he ran in before yeah. the, the Derby. Um, this guy got beat first time out. 
and and then was you know kind of was all over the place the last time so it, it's not a great comparison in, in my mind um tis the bomb no thank I, 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 don't, I don't know what ed de is like like his i don't know if he actually really likes this horse or he kind of hedged i saw him he was kind of hedging he was like well you know i like him at 20 to 1 and like well what no. about 50? And, he, and, and and he keeps you know using animal kingdom and and i'm thinking the like, context well, is way different here animal kingdom hadn't run on the dirt the dirt before this horse has run on the dirt three times um twice got got you know ass whippings and the one time he won was against a pretty terrible field uh off the turf horses not not no nobody's done anything out of that race and he won easy but um kickback seems to be an issue with the horse well where's he gonna what's he gonna do go to the, like the eight path i mean he he's not that fast and he doesn't like the dirt just just what are we talking about him? right yeah. um zandon Zandon, you know, semi-deserving favorite, but my my problem with Zandon, and he's a good horse, and he's improved every start of his career. Um, but like Smile Happy, he's only got two starts this year, and he he doesn't have. People keep saying, "Well, he's not a closer." I'm like, and like, what do you call him? Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you what do you what's his style then? You where's he gonna sit? Well, he doesn't have to be 18th. What if he's 14th? He can win for sure. He can win, but I mean, do you really want to take him at three to one? That's 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 tough for me to do. I mean, <clears throat> he's going to have to work out a trip, and you know the thing about Zanin is he doesn't have a a, a huge like turn of foot. You know, he kind of grinds it out. Um, almost similar to Mo Donegal, I guess you could say. Maybe a little bit quicker. He'll be know. running at the end. Listen, he he might get there. I'm not saying that he can't win. But got to be clear. I mean, it, it's the, just, are you willing to take? He, again, if, if this was a, a seven or eight horse field, I would like yeah, him a lot all day. Because he could <laughs> he could sit and tip and 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 mow him down. But in a twenty horse field, there's going to be happy jacks that are going to get in your way. Mm. Yeah. Don't want a happy jack in your way. Happy jack in the box. Yeah. Uh, pioneer of, the, of Medina, who has kind of been my sleeper for a long time. I've been saying this. Um, I think he's better if he sits back a little bit and, and kind of a second tier, fifth, sixth, three, four lengths off the pace. And, and makes it uses that that run at the quarter pole. I think he'll be better doing that. And as I say that, you know, Pletcher might tell Bravo, yeah, send him. <laughs> he don't want to get the speed tool. But he ran pretty good last time when you consider he was loose for like seven minutes before that race. Yeah. That, that's... And in any other kind of situation, I thought he was going to scratch. Remember? He, I, I think I yes. texted him. Like, yeah, they yes, scratch. He did. <laughs> you, you did. We we both thought he would be scratched, and and the truth of the matter is, if it was any other race other than a million dollar Derby prep race, they probably would have scratched him. Like if that was a normal race, he probably would have been scratched. But um, because it wasn't, they you know they they didn't, and and he, and he ran a representative race. He he didn't run great. He never runs great, but he always runs good enough. And sometimes you think 
he's a horse that's had uh, five two-turn races. Um, he, he's never really, you know, he, he's run steady, ran in December. He ran uh, on Halloween, then he ran in uh, December, then he ran in January, then he ran in February, then he ran in March. So, like, fitness shouldn't be the question. He he ran two threes on thoroughgraphs his last two starts, which are, are just a little bit behind the top horses, and he's probably going to be fifty to one. Yeah, you know, I I can't knock him for for being in the money. I don't I don't see him winning, um, unless he gets like the same trip he got in his maiden score. But again, twenty horses, <laughs> it's tough to do. Um, but you know. You figure he might be able to kind of let Taba guide him. You know, I, I don't, I don't think he he would want to try to go head and head with Taba. I don't but, know what Taba's. I don't know what Taba's going to do. I really don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got two races to look at. You, you know, one was a six furlong race where the horse was just clearly best, and then there was the last race, which was essentially a three horse race. And he just sat third, and Mike Smith just sat third, and and passed tired rivals. Pa- pa- passed well, one real because the other the other horse stopped so bad. Um, the but he got a huge number, a huge buyer number, which was surprising. Huge I didn't buyer think number, huge sheet hit. number, huge rag number, huge everything number. But he is, in my eyes, he is far more likely to react from that number than he is to match it or go forward. Well, you don't see too many horses, you know, stretch out a mile and a from six furlongs. Yeah, like yeah, right, like never. <laughs> but I, I, I still contest that that Messier lost that last race more than Tabia won, won it. Yeah, and then everybody else was a joke, like Happy Jack. No thanks. And if he wins, he wins. And, oh my God, what's going to happen if one of those Belford horses wins? Nothing. What, like, why would it change anything? Same shit. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I I thought as far as like the morning line thing went, you know, a lot of people were talking about it. I think he got this one right. Fair odds on table is probably 12 to 1. Even though, you know, we know the gaudy numbers. Um, we'll probably attract it, but I, I think it's gonna, it'll probably gonna, be closer gonna, to 8 to 1. Yeah, 8 to 1. Maybe even less than that. You know, I, I'm I was actually telling somebody today that he may be a close third choice, if not second. Impossible. Which it's not impossible. Uh which, you know, if he's that low, no thank you. I mean, he's he's kind of a no thank you anyway. Right. Kinda. But he's just run so fast it's hard to ignore completely. Um I'm not ignoring completely, I'm just ignoring. Yeah. I, I like Mike Smith. Mike I, Smith is I, my I, guy. I haven't been high but, on those, those California preps. It's just, you know, not many horses. But there was three legitimate horses out there. I mean, and we didn't even know this one was legitimate. And and, and uh, there was the uh, Kingdom Come there. He he wound up really not being able to be a true, you know, two-turn horse. So, I mean, it was, it was a, a really weak, weak year out there. Yeah, because I, I, I just don't want any part of Messier at all. All right, we got uh, – well, I know you want part of this one, next one, number 13, Simplification. Oh, yeah. I like him a lot, especially at the – man, if you get anything over 
fifteen to one. I I'm I'm probably gonna play this horse on top. My biggest question about him is is can he get the mile and a quarter? I, I, that that's been my question with him since the, 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 the Mach, man the the fall yeah is is that is it can he get the mile and a quarter and I just don't know I I don't know that not this time's due that's my one question mark about epicenter two is not this time uh, but otherwise he's run good last time he really kind of like you said um, when we're talking on the big show it's he he did the dirty work in the Florida Derby. Um, you know, running down uh, classic causeway and then uh, dueling with Papa Corps and you know the other horse just set a good trip and right and and he got he he got tired late um right he'll be on my ticket somewhere yeah you gotta use him I think I think he's a I, I agree I agree um uh, but... Barber Barber Road I mean he's he's a, a... If there was a bet where you could pick who who's going to finish fourth, I would pick Barber Road to finish fourth. He always finds trouble, that horse. He always runs good. I mean, he never runs bad, but it's almost like he runs to his competition. And his competition has not been great in Oakland this year, but uh, he does always seem to, like, find some trouble in the race. <laughs> and with, with that racing style, I mean, it's not that unusual, but... Again, he's like, where's he going to lay? He's going to be 17th. Someone's going to be 20th. Someone's going to be laying 19th. Someone's going to be laying 18th. So, you know, why not him? Yeah. But, yeah, Um, uh, you know, I think he's a super effective threat. Nothing more. Right. Um, White Abario. Many times. No. Mike Rennie's favorite horse. No, thank you. I don't want any part of this horse. I, I, I thought he benefited both his starts this year from literally perfect trips. And I can't, you know, I can't vision envision him getting another perfect trip in the Derby. Although, perfect trip. He won his last eighth and 14 seconds. And he would, have, he would not have won had charge it run straight, not hit the gate, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, screw him. Um, Cyber knife. And this is a horse I, I've heard has gotten, uh, some support lately and uh I, i'm not with it with this horse basically because i think that he isn't mentally gonna handle the whole deal and i mean he, even his last race he he shook clear and shifted out to two paths or path and a half <laughs> he, he also dumped the rider in the post parade he's gotten um you know dq'd for for uh being nuts yeah so i I mean of any horse that isn't really cut out for a 20 horse race or a hundred and sixty thousand person audience it's cyber knife and if he again he's another one i'm tossing him i don't like him because of that and and again i i look at us what what kind of trip is he gonna get from from out there like, yeah. how does he? How is he not four or five wide in the first turn, or laying thirteenth? That that to me that those are his two options. Yeah, he's got to latch on to some somebody that's going to go from the outside and try to kind of ride their coattails into a a spot that's second tier, but 
like you said, this horse just loses his mind <laughs> in the post parade and you know, no thank you. Not not in a twenty horse race in Churchill and the hundred and sixty thousand people that are gonna be there. Yeah. No thanks. Classic Causeway who wouldn't be here had his owners not caught derby fever. Um they're claiming that he doesn't have to be on the lead, though again, like all right, you, you don't have to be on the lead. Well, where are you going to go? What 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 trip are, are you going to try to get if you're not on the lead? Um, I don't know. I, I just don't get it, but uh I mean he's not there. And I have I have I have two future tickets on him, so if he wins, I probably <laughs> I do really, really well, but I don't see I any. Say, path. If, if this one, I don't, wins, I don't see any path to his to 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 the winner circle for him. If if Classic Causeway wins, you're gonna, you know, I'm gonna just give you money to handle for my future bet. Wait, <laughs> if Classic Causeway wins, Churchill might bar me from the betting for next year. <laughs> he just seems too slow. Unfortunately, I mean, he's gonna break on top. You think, right? <laughs> You always, you know, but if they don't want to go to the lead, then what? That's the, I just don't know. I'm like, what are they gonna do? I, it's you gotta go to the lead. You know what? You gotta send and, and hope hope it works out because I don't see how. You know, unless Lynch is thinking, hey, listen, we'll take back. We'll be hopelessly beaten at the quarter pole. He'll gallop him home, and then we'll have, we'll have a horse left for uh, you know the Jerome or something. Tony Port. I don't like Tony Port. I could care less about his last race. I'm and okay with Tony Port. I, I think Tony Port can get into the try. I guess. I don't I don't I don't like him coming back on on short rest. Um it'll be his third race in five weeks. Horses, okay. horses these days, third race in five weeks off of a lifetime top, a far like a really high lifetime top. To me, he's a Tossiana. Um <laughs> Zozos. Zozos, another horse, like a talented horse, uh, kind of like a a poor man's charge it. Um, what what kind of trip can you expect from post nineteen with this horse? I, I just I don't know. I'm just not He's gotta sure. Go. He's got to go and get get some sort of position or try to at least. They gotta go. Manny, Manny, Manny Franco's got mounts in the and the Oaks and the Derby. You got post fourteen and one, and post nineteen and the other. Yeah. <laughs> First, he's like, dang. <laughs> he, he almost got the 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 double nickel. He almost got the outside posts in both of them. That's pretty. That would be pretty tough if there was thirty four posts <laughs> drawn between the two races, and the, and you got you got the outside in both of them. <laughs> What are the, what's the odds on that? Ethereal uh, Road is the 20, and again, I, I just, you know. I got Another nothing. one that I wouldn't su- be surprised, you know, as, as bad as he looks on paper, finished fourth or fifth, hit the high five. Well, if they go back to just taking him back and, and just sitting yeah, in the one back run. And, and making one run and maybe coming up the inside and, and finding, uh, you know, a couple seams and, and, and clunking up maybe, I don't know, but other than that, 
be some vindication for Louis C. Unless I just want to piss off uh, ITP and, and and use alls. Oh no, he, he won't be on my ticket. I mean, matter of fact, I will use all, but um, Happy, Happy Jack. Jack. Yes, I will not use Happy Jack. So. <laughs> and that's it. That's the Derby. I mean, that's that is the Derby. Yeah, it should be a good one. I mean, I'm very interested to see how this plays out, I, especially tactically, I think, more than, than a lot of years because there's, you know, a lot of horses with the same style. You know, everybody seems to want to fight for that second tier behind the speed. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's kind of why I like Epicenter because I think he's he's just going to be – in a good position going into that first turn. And that's key. If you can get clear and, and kind of avoid all the, the bumper car action, um, you know, going into the first turn, you're going to be in good shape. I'm going to try to get live into some of the horizontal bets in the Derby, but I don't think I'll be making a whole lot of vertical bets. Really? I just don't. I, I just don't have much of a feel for the race. And I don't funny. really. I don't. You know, people keep saying, "Well, who do you like?" It's, I can My give thoughts. you like seven names. <laughs> you know, I can tell you who I don't like, but it's to me. You can throw a blanket over the top eight or nine horses, maybe ten, that, and there's just really not that much separating them. So, I mean, trips. Uh, track surface, how they handle the crowd. I mean, that's the thing is that, like right now, we're looking at the the horses, and and, and um, you know, one of my takes about this Derby in particular is one of the reasons I think it's so difficult for us to really kind of uh, get strong feelings about horses is that they're so lightly raced, and we know that um, the negatives are going to come out. I mean. Just think about the the Mandela horse in California. Hmm. Had he skipped the Santa Anita Derby and said, "Yeah, I'm just going to train up to the race," he he'd be one of the favorites in this race, right? And be a complete dud. Exactly. Oh, how how there, there's gonna you know we just went through the field and outside the you know the ones we joke about and we just tossed four or five of these horses are going to be essentially eased in this race. There's going to be another four or five that like that's, that's, are, that's... Are, are really non-competitive, and it happens every year. Like half this field is not even going to be competitive, and right now they they look on paper like they could be, but you're when you you're looking at lightly raced horses, and these are the ones that have have um have qualified in a lot of ways because they haven't run that clunker, even though like Classic Causeway ran the clunker and should have disqualified himself, but but he gets in because you know he had had earned points before um a bunch of these horses are going to run a clunker in this race hmm. the whole the key is 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 who is determining which of the ones are going to run the clunkers and that's not easy and when you see horses with four starts and five starts and three starts it's hard to really be able to have a lot of confidence in them because they just haven't faced a lot of scenarios and and this is a difficult race there's there's no way of you know there's no way of escaping it It, it's a difficult difficult race from the the time of the day where there there's so much uh you know people 
people start getting there early in the morning and there's all kinds of activities and the horses feel it. They feel that stress. They feel that energy. It's just the way it is. 6.57 Eastern. Eastern. Post time for the Derby. You know, they'll walk over. There's people cheering and yelling and and you can school them all you want this week, but it's <laughs> not going to be like Derby Day. It just isn't. And it's it's how they handle it, and that's a great unknown. And it's why I, I just rarely have super strong takes on the Derby. And I think the ITP kind of theory of 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 taking the horses that um you know are are, are you know throwing out favorites is really smart because you're gonna get paid if you can get the first couple favorites off the board. You know. Absolutely. So anyways. That's the field and we kept it to a brief 114 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so much for 60. Um, but, and uh, and we didn't even cover any of the non-stakes undercard. There are yeah. some good races. Uh, you know, they might get a little bit blown out of the water tomorrow, depending on on the track condition. But they did a really good job. He put together a really good card, and uh, Ben Hoffman did a, did an excellent job. This is this. These are two real strong days of racing. It's what we live for, man. So, so I gotta go to sleep soon because I gotta get up and ridiculously okay. early to get over to this place. Oh. Ridiculous early. Oh, and by the way, Churchill Downs, you did a horrific job with the parking today. Horrific, not terrific, horrific, and and it's really not even it's, it's the, the 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 police. Oh. I want to funnel everybody in in one way and out one way. It's, did uh. It's Ron just Turka a difficult place to get to when, when they... Ron Turka got a spot, didn't he? They gave so. him a parking spot this year? They better have. Poor guy. Yeah, but it's just difficult to get there, to get to Churchill. Like, the, the police have it all cordoned off, all the roads closed. Yeah, at eight, eight, nine o'clock in the morning. It's, it's, it's the... <laughs> it's a, it's, it just seems more difficult than, than it, it should be. But, um, yeah, again, tomorrow... We'll get some rain, but what are we gonna do? We'll deal with it. All right, man. You know, I, I wanna see some some real interesting pictures slash video. <laughs> I'll do I'll do a little more video. I thought, you, I, I thought you were gonna get like a you know, a viral moment on that one you posted on Twitter. Thought it yeah, was, that was just a snapshot of, of fifteen seconds of me standing there waiting for uh People, I, I'm, I'm the DD, so you know the designated driver. <laughs> everybody else gets liquored up, and uh, we lost the guy. <laughs> so, oh boy, <laughs> we had a man down. <laughs> so I was sitting there waiting, and I said, hey, "Let me video some of these weirdos." And, and I missed them. I missed a bunch of weirdos too. Oh, but it's fun. I mean, people have fun. Like personally, I wouldn't do it, but. Uh, you know, like dress up in ridiculous outfits, and you know, well, it's it's an event. It's a big event, and that's the way it's gonna be. So, 
All right. Well, we're gonna have fun. Yes, sir. We'll we will have fun. We will have fun. And uh, I I just did a little tease on this D Big Show. Uh, oh, Silks Project Silks Silks has got a big announcement oh. coming out soon. A big announcement, but um, it has to do with a major uh, partnership. So okay. it's gonna it's gonna be a a really big thing, and it's it's not easy to explain. Um, it took me a while to really figure it out. Um, but when it's all said and done, it's gonna be something that I think that people will really be intrigued by, and some people won't care about it. Some people will ignore it, of course. But it, it, it's <sighs> it's gonna be. It's going to be a pretty a pretty interesting um, way to participate in racing. So that's that's about as much as I can say. Can't wait! I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the announcement. Yes, sir. But uh, good luck to everybody. If you made it through this podcast, you are a trooper. And if I survive the next two days, we'll have the big Monday show on Monday. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent to survive this. I, I could be like one of the eased horses in the Derby. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take one, some time on this. I've, I've been there one day. My feet are killing me. Oof. I feel like Bill Walton after he won the championship in Portland. That's, that's a reference for old guys only. Uh, all right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Hey guys, I wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the changes coming to the Going in Circles Digest, which is our sort of weekly newsletter that we've put out that covers a, a wide variety of topics. Uh, just lately, we've added some guest columnists. Sid Fernando wrote a great piece for us a couple weeks back, and Julian Brown has really helped us out with some uh, excellent handicapping uh, articles and we're going to expand on the handicapping especially uh you know with julian's writing who who used julian used to write for american turf monthly um but it's something that uh, we we think people seem to be interested in and certainly any timely topic is, is something that's going to be covered and uh we're going to do a lot of uh, our weekly previews, especially for the big days and, and the Triple Crown races. Uh, we also want to put it out there that anyone that has something to say, you can be a guest writer. Just contact me. There's a, a variety of ways going in circles podcast at gmail.com is probably the easiest. And we'll, uh, we'll put you out there. And we're not exactly... Uh, at the distribution point of the New York Times or anything, but we do get a lot of click-ons. And if you have something to say, well, we'll help you say it. All right, guys, if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, anything you want to uh, read about, hit me up, goingincirclespodcast.gmail.com and uh, check it out, goingincirclesdigest.com substack.com free subscription thanks guys